you have to share this information that's coming out. I know I've probably been out what like sharing this type of information for four or five, maybe six years. 2017 is when we uh, started releasing the photos of uh, the, the triangles and rectangle craft that uh, were flying over uh, MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa. Now people are starting to realize that what, what we have been saying is um, it's it's true. And this is going to a lot more things are going to come out. That's let me let me tell you something. A lot more things are going to come out that are going to be shocking. It's not going to scare people, but it's going to change the, the concept. A lot of people are going to be com not confused, but like, wait, I thought it was like this. Oh, no, but it's like this. So you're listening to Exopolitics Today with Dr. Michael Sala, your source for the uncensored truth regarding the human, extraterrestrial, global and political agenda. Click the like button and subscribe to this channel. And now, here's Dr. Michael Sala. Welcome back, JP, to Exopolitics Today. I'm glad to be here, Doctor. Thank you for the opportunity um, you have given me to bring this information forward for the public and for the people to understand what's going on. You know, it's really interesting. Well, your, your reports are always fascinating. So why, why don't you tell us about this uh, new mission? Okay. I'll start by saying that it was a total of five of us. A mixture of military branches. It's quite interesting. Um, we took a we took a truck, and we were in uniform, you know, but um, mixed in with with um, different stuff that we have that we wear. We went into this big field near a big base that we're stationed at, and we got there at nineteen thirty. Um, people that know don't know military time. That's like what seven seven thirty, I think. Yeah. Um, we got there at 730, um, 1930, and we we got dropped off there. So we stayed there at 1930 and we started doing foxholes. Um, if anybody's familiar with what is um a foxhole, foxhole is um you, you dig up dirt and you just build your bed there and you can just sleep. Um if it rains, you just build a, a type of trench to the end of it. Like for the rain to run out and all that. So they told us to build, like, um, you know, to build, oh, build your foxholes. Oh, okay. All right. Let's do it. All right. Cool. We're here. So it was um, 1930, you know, 2000. It was already getting dark at night. And we heard, we all looked to the sky and we heard a humming sound, right? And it was a, um, it was a TR3B. We call it IAV identified aerial vehicle just to joke around so we call it i iav because <laughs> we know what it is you know can you I say when this, when this happened i mean what what day was this do you have a date i don't have a date um i can't give you the date now okay because a lot of stuff happened in between like it happened a couple days ago so the trb tr3b started hovering over us it was the size of three school buses. If you put um, three school buses in a triangle uh, formation, it was that size. So it's, it, it was a good size. It was small, but you know, um, good size. It, it, you can you can move in the inside of it and all that. And it stationed um, over us like for twenty minutes. 
It was over us. So we were like, oh, man. Yep, that's why we're here. Okay, now we know why we're here. Okay, cool. All right, stay calm. We don't know who, who's coming out from there, who, what's going to happen, or what's, what, what we're going to be doing. All right, so we just um, stood by a couple, uh, two, two Black Hawks flew over while the, the 20 minutes it was hovering. So two Black Hawks were, like, checking the area, like, going south to north, east to west, checking the area, making sure nobody is around. So they usually do that. They check the area before the TR-3B comes, and then they stay hovering around and making sure everything is good. And they keep us informed to see who's getting close, who's getting not close. So after 20 minutes, it was hovering. Um, it was like uh, around 1920. It was getting dark. It's metallic, black metallic in color. Beautiful ship. Um, I know a lot of people are familiar. If you type in a TR-3B on the internet, you can they could probably show you what kind of vehicle it is. Um, a platform came down from it with a connection of a, a umbilical cord that connects to it, that stretches. And this platform um, it, it's ho- it hovers, and it comes down, and you you step on it, and you step uh, a, a total of three. I'm included in two or three that we stepped on the platform and two stayed behind. So it was a total of five people that was there. So two stayed behind to the location and uh, three went on the platform. I was included in those three. We went on the platform and the platform, the way it works is uh, a type of magnetic vibration. So when it comes down, it's like a low tone, like it goes, it goes like a low tone. You get on it, and then when it connects back and to go connection back to the ship, it does a high pitch tone, and it goes so high pitch that sometimes you cannot even hear it. But I, I know probably that's why, maybe that's the reason why animals, everything is quiet. Everything is is um far away. Starts running away because um the the bite the, the sound is is probably irritated for certain kind of animals. So the reason for that, I'm giving a lot of, a little bit more detail, uh, just to be to understand how, how the ship picks up people and and you get on the ship and the ship is still hovering. Maybe just to give a, a clearer picture. I mean, are we talking about a, a platform? appearing kind of like a, a door like a, like in a loft like in an attic where you pull down the trap door and it kind of comes down just swings open and there's a rope holding it at one end and it just there's hinges holding it at the other is that is that what happened with this what with this platform did it open that way are we talking about something else it is something else. It, it levitates, but it's still connected with the umbilical cord that connects to the ship. So I think that umbilical cord gives it the energy it needs, but it still it still levitates. It levitates, it levitates out, and it levitates up. But it, when it levitates down, it gives a, a low tone frequency. So it's like a type of electrical magnetic type of technology. And when it goes back to connect it to the ship, 
it, it is like a high pitch. It, it turns to a high pitch, so it connects back. So, um, but it, it is still connected to the ship. So the umbilical cord is the only thing that connects it to the ship when it comes down. That's the only thing that connects the the platform that bring it down. It's still connected to the ship, but it's like a it's like a cable, but it's like a it's, it's um it's it, it stretches back to its location and it comes back out. Um, when it's out, the platform is down. It stretches out from the platform from TR three B, and then it connects back. Um, I say TR3B just so people have an idea what type may, you know, ship. I'm sure it's a different type of uh, type of TR3B. It's a different type. Um, it's more modern. When it's a, a total of two floors, that's how um, big it is. So that's a uh, six feet by six. That's twelve feet high. Um, similar to the height of 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 a school bus. That's why I I I measured it to like the height of a school bus. You know, I think a school bus is what twelve, probably fifteen feet high. You know, um, but it's a total of two feet. You can get out of that. So um, when you enter into the ship, um, you're in the first floor, and then there's like um, little ramps that goes up to the second floor, and you can go and go up to the second floor. So when we entered, um, the pilot said, "Oh, hey, um, we're gonna do a pickup." And we're like, okay, let's do a pickup. When they say pickup, um, we're gonna pick up another person and bring it to another location. So, you know, we're suited up, security, put, put, push in security. When you say you suited up, I mean you were in your uniforms to start with. So, did you like put on a a, a set of OCPs when you're up there? They give us like a, a black overall that you put over your your. Um, OCPs, but it's not a big deal. Um, I guess the overalls, you put it on over your OCPs. I don't know. I remember telling you that, but yeah. Interesting. Okay. So OCP, occupational camouflage pattern, you normally... It's like um, similar overalls, well, um, probably mechanics wear or um, people wear, um, pilots. You just wear the overalls over those pieces of bigger size overalls and all that and you just um you follow everything the the pilot tells you what to do and you just you're there for his protection so i guess they 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 wanted us to do that i guess that day you got different times that other people do it and then i guess that was my day to do it it was kind of cool so the 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 pilot, he's 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 in the middle of the craft on a type of gimbal type of seat that doesn't move. It stays stationary with um with with the gravitational pull of the earth. It stays it stays um so the ship can move either way. I remember drawing a um I think I sent it to you. Uh but that was a smaller <laughs> ship. That smaller ship, you um, you, you you lay down on the, on the gimbal type of of um stuff, you know, and and yeah, so <laughs> you could probably put that picture up for them to see what I'm talking about. But this is a bigger ship. Um, you got different sizes of and different shapes of ships that that we have, you know, it's, it's quite cool. And you know, I kind of understand certain people. 
wanting to know more about what's happening and the information. But me personally, Doc, uh, there's a lot of people that I think are probably not ready yet to take all this in. Because uh, I know a lot of people want this closure, but there's still a lot of um, people that are really terrible in the world, you know, that if this technology does come out, it would change a lot of people's life, you know, for the good and better. But if you use this type of technology the wrong way, it can destroy a lot of lives. So I understand the, the portion part of us keeping this safe. That's why I, I, I like maybe not talk about a lot about what, what's in the type of technology of how all these things work and all that. Um, I'm sorry if I can't explain more, but I can explain my experience and I got the green light to express and explain how everything happens. So the pilot sits in the middle on a gimbal-like seat. The controls, he controls it with his hand. Um, it has sensors. We have sensors on different part of the, of the vehicle that can sense your hands. So with, with the movements of your hands, you can control the ship. It was quite cool. Uh, where he sits, there's a lot of lighting. It's a lot of, uh, it's like a UV type of light. And then these um, cameras, these sensors, uh, like laser pointed to his body, can sense where his hand is at. And similar to, uh, I, I think, um, VR technology that is out there right now, I think you have tried it before, and it's really impressive if people look into it. What is the, what, the... MetaQuest Pro, if people buy that and, and, and see how that, that works, it's quite interesting. There's a lot of ships that use that type of technology. And, you know, this technology is already out there for the public, but this has been now longer than what, what is now the public is using. So it's more advanced. So in order to see out, to see where the craft is heading, uh, we're talking about some kind of display in front of the pilot or is the pilot got goggles on or a helmet on where he sees where the ship is heading yeah it's like the the helmet is connected to the ship comes out and you just hook it up it's it's cool you know these helmets are really expensive well you have these what jet pilots that each each of those home helmets are what like probably like 80 between 80 or forty thousand dollars or even more know with the technology that it has imagine these these particular ships you know okay so so when you're inside the craft i mean what you see are like three walls or three sloping walls that that's all you see you, there's no windows or anything are there well they do you, you could see through them but like if the pilot lets you see through them like is a, is a type of metal that can turn clear, but from the outside, from the inside out to see outside, the outside look at inside is is always going to be solid. Okay, and and you guys are seated. What kind of seats do you have? It was a a seat that it was like um connected to the ship. It hugs you. 
uh, when you sit on it, it has a mechanism that hugs you to the shape of your body and, and it holds you by the waist and it clicks so you won't move as much. You don't feel um, the movement as much when the ship is moving. You don't feel gravity as much as when you feel it when you're outside from the ship. It's, it's a different type of feeling. So you, you do feel lighter inside the ship. Like if, if you're in this type of ship when it's on, when it's hovering or when it's in the air, you are lighter in the ship. Like if you can jump one feet and a half, if you could jump in this ship and it's bigger, big enough, you can probably jump like four feet or five feet higher. So gravity is less inside the ship. Okay, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, when you sit, when you sit in the seats and the pilot, I mean, do you have uh, straps? The the seat hugs your waist and it clicks. When you sit down, the seat has like a mechanism that hugs your waist, so it holds you from your waist. So from here up, you you can move, you can you can move around. It's 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 kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Okay. So some kind it just connects around the, the waist area. Mm -hmm. Just straps around, but the rest of your body, your legs, your arms, you can move around and the seat can rotate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. All right. Well that's you know, that's not something we see in the public sphere yet. No. Um it it will be out soon. <laughs> I think certain people are trying to build seats like that. Uh so yeah, we we took off. We we sat down. The pilot said, "Oh, sit down. All right, we're heading to pick up somebody else." So we were just taking uh, a person. We're gonna pick up a person from somewhere else, and then take them to another location. And this person was important. So we go. It took us what forty minutes to get to the location. So I imagine it's quite far. Now, 40 minutes for one of those anti-gravity uh, triangle craft. I mean, 40 minutes, I mean, that could be to, to the moon, right? So are we talking about uh, another, like another country, other side of the planet sort of thing? I'm not sure where it was, but I know it was quite far. Somewhere, somewhere in Asia, probably. So we stopped and the pilot said, oh, I need two on the platform. One stays here with me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, so two, we, we get on the platform. We get off. The ship stops. It hovers for like for 10 minutes to the location where, where it is. So we we get on the platform. And we, we go down the platform. And there's like a six, six Marines and six other... Air Force guys, they're like standing in formation. And we come down the platform and some other dude comes out from the formation and says, all right, um, wait, wait two minutes. And then the, the pilot, he heard that. He, he was like, after that, we're not waiting. No two minutes. If, if he's not here in one minute, I'm getting the F out of here. So the, the other guy heard that, 
He was like, okay, wait, tell the pilot to calm down. Okay, he'll, he'll come out in one minute. So the person that came out, he was in a white robe, right? Um, he had long white hair. He looked like a Nordic. He had um, white type of um, boots with metallic going on the sides. And I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be crazy. And I guess he does a gesture. Like he, he, he does like he does like this. A, a gesture like that to the to the um, to the person in charge, and the 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 person in charge of the Marines and Air Force. He he does the gesture as well. I don't know what that means, but he he went like this and he he went like that. And it, it, almost like a karate move, right? Just I mean the gesture, like just yeah. just so people can know. It's just like your right hand does like a a karate move, like sweeping, kind of like in a half circle you sweep to your el to your to your el to your elbow and then you just go up like that right right so your 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 forearm is perpendicular to the ground your palms facing forward and you just sweep it up so your forearm is is now uh oh sorry the you, you begin with the, the forearm being parallel to the ground yeah palm, palm pointing out and then you swing it up and the forearm is now perpendicular with your palm facing forward. Yeah, he's wearing like a white robe. So the way he did it looked kind of cool. <laughs> it looked like a karate move. Yeah, okay. I guess it's saying like goodbye. Thank you for what you did. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess they did a mission there for him, I guess. And um, I didn't know the exact location where we were at. The, what did it look like a jungle where you picked him up? Was it? Um, it looked like yeah, it looked like it looked like a type of jungle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, more like a, yeah, like a forest place. I smelled um, a, a type of uh, fruit. I don't know if you're familiar tamarind, ta tamarindo, ta tamarind. So I smelled that. I guess um, the guys there were eating that. I guess a tamarind, and it was tropical, really tropical. You can hear the frogs. You can hear yeah, the, the birds. Um, it, it was really tropical. And the guy went like this, and then he went on top of the platform. Like, he knew like, what to do. He went to the platform, and he looked at us, and he just smiled. Like, like he smiled at us, and we smiled back. He was like, okay. And then the other guy, <laughs> the other guy in charge of the Marines and Air Force, he says, okay, oh, now you can tell you effing pilot that he's on, that he can go. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I don't know if they got beef or um, they met each other before, but I guess they were like back talking to each other. Um, bad. Like the pilot was like, I don't got time for this shit. Like you guys hurry up. Every time I get here, you guys take like more time and I can't be here as long as I can. You know, it's, it's too risky. So he, the pilot, I guess, was scared to be cited from, from, from somebody else. So these so machines and these Air Force... Uh, soldiers, did they look like kind of special operators? Um, no, they had the regular. Um, they had the regular uniform. It, it looks. I know the Marine uniform is different, so I knew that was the Marines. So, but yeah, I saw Air Force uniform. They they did an about phase, and then once the guy got on the platform with us, they left. Um, nobody approached the the flying vehicle. I guess it was a privilege for them to see the flying vehicle. 
because you can see the faces of everybody that was um information they were uh, amazed of what they were seeing so i guess it was a privilege for them to see what they saw so so again the the that kind of uh, flying triangle craft um it was hovering above the ground and the platform lowered down so how far above the ground was it hovering and how far down did the platform lower to pick up this nordic or this white uh, blonde-haired guy he was 10 feet we were, we were levitated 10 feet from the ground and the platform came down 10 feet okay well, it, wasn't, it wasn't that high uh i think that uh, the umbilical cord can stretch out to 30 30 probably 30 to 40 feet um the platform can extend that long if there's an instance that the umbilical cord uh is broken it's like a like a drone it comes back and connects back to each other but then you can't it doesn't come back out if the umbilical cord is is is, is quite broken but it does like if it breaks off it goes and connects back to the ship but and then you can't nobody can get in or nobody can get out you know it's a, that type of shit. so uh, uh yeah how big is the platform again? Just describe how big the platform is and how big is the opening in the craft that the platform covers? 12 by 12, 12 feet by 12 feet. And the 12 opening feet. is the same? The platform is 12 by the platform is 12 feet by 12 feet and it goes up and it and it kind of seals the craft. But yeah. how big is the gap in the craft? Is it, it seals is it, it like it seals it like you don't see like when it comes back? Connected when it connects back, it like blends blends back to the has like a micro technology that it blends back to the ship. I guess because of the um speed this vehicle goes, it has to seal that way. There's like a there's like a forest field right that that surrounds the the whole craft that you can see it right. So when you're coming down from the, with, with the platform you feel like it's like like you're getting out from that from that forest fields from the from the flying vehicle from the tr3b you feel that like when you're coming down you can feel like you feel like coming out of it and then when you connect back to it you feel it again like it, it connects so there's there's like a there's like a type of forest field that surrounds a ship that you feel it if you separate from it. So when the platform separates from it, you, you kind of feel that energy. It's like a it's like a vibration. You can feel it into your bones. Like like um for me it's similar to when I felt that um craft over there in Brazil. When you feel it, you get that copper sensation in your mouth and it feels like you have a lot of pennies in your mouth. So when you get out from this type of force field that's connected to the ship and the platform separates from it you get that sensation you get that vibration and like you hear it you hear it from your um your, your ear you you feel it like your eye socket moves a little bit like when you sneeze um you get that sneezing sensation as well like it's that vibration it's it's like really you can feel the vibration when you go back and forth um, if you look at your hands, 
you see your hands like um you see like uh like triple of your hands when you're coming out from the force field and you're connecting back like if you look at your hands you see like three like your hands look like that like but it's like for a slight moment or if you look at your arm five fingers on one hand you look at it and you're like you got 15 fingers yeah yeah it's like vibrating like and then even if you look at your arm or whatever you're holding uh everything everything it feels it, it, i think it's something to do with the the liquid of your 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 eye cornea vibrating as well that makes you see everything that way because your whole your whole body goes through that and, and i know i know it could probably be harmful if you go through that like so many times uh it can affect your brain you know it can affect certain part of your body so yeah they, i guess they don't like a lot of people going through that a lot you know so it's a it's a type of energy that you go through so he smiles at us right this guy he has beautiful teeth you can see his teeth white teeth and he has like a bluish bluish yellow eyes and he just smiles and the marines and air force guys they do an about face and you can see their faces is an amazement of looking at the craft and we get up so the guy the nordic looking dude he sits he sits, he sits in his chair and the chair hugs him he's like looking at us like happy and the pilot looks like pissed off he's picking up this guy and i'm like Man, I wonder why he's pissed off. He's picking up, picking up this guy. Who is this guy? So we were like, I was talking to like by myself, like, man, who, who's this guy? And why is he smiling? Like, why why is he smiling? So like when you look at him, he, he smiles at you. You feel like smiling too. You're like, yeah, it's awkward. Yeah, <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey, I said, hey, what, what's up? How you doing? And the pilot was like, shut the f up. Don't talk to him. I was like, all right, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> you know, um, we can't talk to anybody that we pick up. But uh, I mean, can you say more about what how, what he looked like? You know, was was he clearly a Nordic, an off-worlder, inner Earth? Or something? I'm not sure. I know he looked Nordic. He looked Nordic. He had a type of Nordic clothes, so I'm sure um, probably inner Earth part type um i'm not sure i know he came out where those guys were at so that was kind of interesting but um i personally don't know where exactly he's um from um but he really looked nordic he's like really pale looking his eyes were like uh bluish yellow um long white uh silky hair but the it's not, it's not that regular white hair. It's like a shiny type of white hair that you can look at it in different ways. It was kind of like silverish, you know. Uh, I guess it's the type of food they eat that makes it like that. Was it long? Was he tall? Was he robust? Yeah, he was. He was quite well. He had robe on, so uh, 
I didn't see his body structure, but he was he was tall. He was um six five around there. He was he was putting his head head down when he was um getting to the ship. So that's how I know. I think the ship is like what like each floor is like six six um six three length of height. So he was he was his head like if he stood straight, his head would touch the the, the top part of the ship. Um, his boots were white, and it had like a silver, had like silver lining in in it, like a silver metal that connected to the ship. So when he got and he sat down, and he started smiling to us, he just started looking at up the um the the ship. He was looking around, looking at the ship, and then he went like this. He went like this to his ear, and then he started talking a different language. So um, I'm sure he was communicating with somebody else. And it was a type of technology, I guess, disconnected to their ear. And he was just speaking out and doing hand gestures and, and talking to somebody else while we were in the ship with him. So I felt like it was a freaking taxi cab. Like, that's how I felt. Um, we were taking him to one place or another. So when we got to the location, um, we went back to our location. We we brought him back to our location. So the two the two other guys that stayed behind um, were not there. There was two other people that replaced them. So when we got there, we got on the platform again. Boom, boom. And we brought him down. He was happy to be there. So a white van came up. Um, the two so the two people that were there, they they got into the the van, and then he got off the platform, and he got in the van with them, and then they left, and then the two Black Hawk helicopters followed the van away with that guy. Just happened at that base where you went. If you're familiar with what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. So this all happened at that uh, base that yeah. uh, you gave me a tour and my wife a tour. Yeah. So uh, we went back into the ship. We went back up and then they, he took us out 10 minutes. We took off the uniform and <laughs> he left us. He's like the 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 pilot was like, all right, get the f out. Thank you. Get the f out. Hurry up. I need to go. I'm like, man, this guy's. He hates his freaking job. I'm like, all right, hey, come down. All right, we're getting out. Hurry up. I need to get out. In and out. Come on. All right. So we got out and we actually stood there, stood in that location one day. Uh. Well, no, not, not one day. We, we we stayed there like for six hours waiting for somebody to pick us up. So that's just the three of you, uh, the three that went on that uh, triangle craft. You just yeah. wait for five hours or so for someone to pick you up. I see. Yeah. So we're like, oh, <laughs> nice. He, We were just in that location and he drops us off somewhere else. <laughs> but... I guess that's how it is, you know. Uh, yeah, kind of makes sense, you know, just to be in a safe, safe, I guess, for the pilots being safe. 
safe right away to go, you know? So these pilots, they're, they, they really don't like staying in one location. I guess they're trained to stay there like for a little bit. And then they, when time is time to go, it's, it's time to go. It's not staying in a location for a long time. They're in and out fast. They, they come in, pick up, drop off, go. They don't like to stay in the same location. And, and they really, um, I don't know if I tell you this, but they, they, they prefer to fly in pairs on the same vehicle. So they, they like to fly in pairs. So when one is dropping off another one, there's always another TR-3B nearby. And I guess they feed off how it works. I guess they feed off of their energy. So they feed each other energy and they have like a, a fig, figure eight type of um, energy sharing that doesn't end when they go in pairs. So I guess they, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know the science um, into it, but when they're in pairs, it's better. Their energy is better and storms as well. They like to go into storms. I don't know why. Other planes, regular planes, I know that they don't like storms, a lot of turbulence. There's no turbulence when you go into storms with these vehicles, these um, um, TR-3Bs. They actually feed from, from the storms, mm-hmm. from certain type of storms, depending on the different um, altitude. I guess there's certain um, energy that is distributed um, on certain clouds with, um, I don't know, science but yeah okay so so that mission was pretty much as you said like you're providing a, a taxi service for a vip that was probably a nordic looking inner earth being mm-hmm. uh, being transported from somewhere uh, on the other side of the planet asia maybe to this military base in uh, the southern U.S., let's just say. And but, uh, notice, I noticed the Nordic looking at me a lot. Like, like if he knew who I was, he was smiling at me a lot. Like, he knew me. Um, yeah. Um, I guess my face is getting really familiar to a lot of these people. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the pilot didn't allow you to talk to him. And when he did talk, it was some strange language that you didn't recognize. Yeah, well, it was a strange language that I didn't recognize. So that, that was quite interesting. So we stayed, we, we got dropped off, and then the van picked us up. And it took us to uh, another building into the base. And they debriefed us. Okay, oh, you know what you did? Okay, boom. I guess they know. I'm, I'm, they knew I was going to talk about it, I guess by the way they were talking to me. I guess um, the person that's giving me the green light, he has a lot of pull in the location where I'm at. So I won't I won't talk about anything, not unless I get green lighted by, by this particular person. That is, um, I think he's pushing for me to do these missions. Right, he's, he's giving you kind of um, a, a lot of missions to do giving you exposure, knowing that it's going to be revealed and that way the public gets to know about 
you know, gets a glimpse of this kind of hidden covert world in terms of you know, the, the kind of things that are happening. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm really excited for this week. I know you are too, to see what comes out from this um, from this um, hearing that's going to happen, you know? Right. These, these, these whistleblowers, yes, um, I, I guess they're being green-lighted to come out as well in a, in a way. Do you, do you think, uh, uh, well, I guess I'm sure people will be very interested to know. Do you, do you think, uh, you know, one... Hopefully it's not me, huh? Uh, well, that's that's the thing. Uh, do, do you think? Could you? I mean, this your your. I mean, your contact within the, um, the military, that's giving you the green light. Do you, I mean, could you envisage him one day saying, "Yeah, um, yeah," you know, uh, become a, a whistleblower like like the other guys, or or he, he, he talked about it a couple times with me. Uh, me. Personally, I feel like I'm not ready yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I, now that I still feel fear for my life, but I, I really want it to be like legit. You know, um, for all this, let let me see how these other <laughs> other guys go through what they go through. You know, um, before I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and well, I mean, with your guy that's uh, green lighting you uh, do you think he'll ever allow you to take photos or videos i don't think so because i think that's something that they're gonna do um in the future they have all that already they have more than that they have they have the ships you know um yeah when it comes out it comes out doc um you know a lot of people are sharing their their experiences already you know, a lot more people. And we've been talking about this. You know, we've been saying, hey, there's going to be a lot of whistleblowers coming out and I can't wait. And we were encouraging everybody. I don't know if you remember that. We we were encouraging people to come out and not not to be scared to come out. I know a lot of people um, want me to come out, but I have other things I, I have to take care of before I do that. You know, um, and not too long ago, I figured out that one of my family members are involved as well. So I'm telling you about that. And I don't know who else <laughs> is involved. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun seeing all this happening. I'm excited. You know, if I do get the green light to come out, I'll come out in a heartbeat. I, I won't have a problem coming out. If he says, hey, show your face, come out. And we got your back. Because if I come out, he has to come out. That's the thing. And he, he knows you. He knows you. And he reads everything you put out. And he he knows other hired people as well. That he knows that probably are not ready to have this information out. So it's him um, that doesn't want this information. A lot of this information to come out yet. Okay. Yeah. That's that's what's happening, man. It's just it's it's whole politics kind of thing. Well, I'm very glad that uh, they're allowing you to come forward and and just share the details of these different missions and the different technologies involved, the different beings that are involved, and so grateful for that. 
um, people always want more and it's always kind of worth asking but we're also happy for for what you are giving so so jp uh, again i want to thank you for coming forward and revealing details of this mission any final words for the audience let's let's be ready we all have to have a uh, the same state of mind of positivity and love energy because when 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 people know what's happening and they see or when their own eyes a lot of things are going to change you know and people just have to think positive and share that positive energy with each other and and help those that don't understand what's happening by sharing this information that we're we're putting out you know share you have to share this information that's coming out i know i've probably been out what like sharing this type of information for four or five maybe six years or even more with you more but like publicly like this i think it was like what five years six uh, years 2017 is when we uh, started releasing the photos of uh, the the triangles and rectangle craft that uh, were flying over uh, MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa. Okay, yeah. So it's been it's been a while. Um, we've been out for a long time, and now now people are starting to realize that what what we have been saying is um, it's it's true. And this is gonna a lot more things are gonna come out. That's let me let me tell you something. A lot more things are gonna come out that are gonna be shocking for people to to. It's not going to scare people, but it's going to change the, the concept of um, religion. So a lot of people are going to be com not confused, but like, wait, I thought it was like this. Oh, no, but it's like this. So there's going to be a lot of confusion in that in that portion. But that's 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 um that's what it is. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a type of control system that the Earth is. Um, and, and that all that is going to change it's going to go but that's what's going to uh, be good with people you know people are going to stand and understand the truth of where the origins of where we come from that that's what's that's what's really going to come out with all this investigation like it, it, you know it's, it's, it's happening and I'm, I'm really happy and, and, and it's going to get to a point that um, people are going to say hey we came from this boom and these are the people in charge. And this is how it happened. And we got proof how this happened. Here are the arcs. Here are the all the vehicles we have. Here are, are, are the different um, ET races. Here are the ET races we gotta be aware of. And these are the ET races we can um, share information with and, and, and be with. These are the bad people. These are the good people. So that's that's the I guess the the way they, they want to bring all this out, you know. So we just have to be ready, be um, in a positive vibration, and share love and and treat each other with kindness, and we'll be okay. That's what I want to share with the public. Well, as always, wise words and uh, <laughs> yeah, incredible things are, are coming. So thank you for giving us uh, a, a taste of what is coming. So thank you, JP, for your service to your country and for service to humanity by revealing all of this, uh, all of this information. Yes, sir. Stay blessed. Thank you, Doc.
You have been listening to ExoPolitics Today with Dr. Michael Sala. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to this channel. Join or start a conversation in the comments. Take the time to explore the vast library of best-selling books, webinars, and podcasts by Dr. Sala. Visit exopoliticstoday.com. Thank you.